0: I am so excited to see you, even if it's just through this tiny screen. Um, I have to tell you, this is the first day I've been out of the house since last Sunday. Um, and for me, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I get out, I go do my walk and get my exercise and then come back in. Um, but I know that for some of you, that's not been, uh, as easy. Some of you are working, some of you are having to get out of the house, and and, uh, this has been a change. I love the fact, though, that several months ago, we sat at a table in the Copeland House and we discussed what all of our sermon series were going to be, and we picked this series never knowing in a million years that this is where we would be. Pastor Stan brought us this book called Soul Reset. So we started a series several weeks ago during our Lenten season. And if you don't know what that is, it's a time that we reflect going into 40 days before Jesus would pass away on Good uh, Good Friday. And then, of course, Resurrection Sunday, which is Easter. We had no idea when we picked this series what this time would mean for all of us. So many of us have been asking the question throughout this series, how is it with your soul? Now I have to tell you, my soul is missing you. I miss all of you so much. I miss seeing your faces and thank you so much for reaching out and sending me notes and sending me letters or sending me pictures. I'm loving all of them because I can't tell you how much I miss you. So I got to thinking about it and I thought, well, why don't, We let you see each other, because I know that you guys are missing each other too. So we put a video together, and we titled it, How Is It With Your Soul? Take a look. Hi, Crosswalk. How is it with your soul today? Lily and I are outside enjoying this beautiful day, so all is well with us. We miss you all and love you so very much.
1: Well, I have to be honest, right now I'm a little stressed out, but I like to think I'm like the little duck with his feet paddling fiercely underwater, but the surface is very serene because I'm holding on to scriptures like, Thou wilt keep her in perfect peace, whose mind is still on thee. And I'm thinking of Peter walking on the water, keeping focused on Jesus, and knowing as long as I do that, I won't sink, and neither will you. So I hope you're also holding on to your faith in these times we will make it through, so when I ask, how is it with my soul, I have to answer, it is well. And I hope it is with yours too. God
0: bless. Every day, we read the Bible site and every night, and it makes our day better. Pepe, what are you doing, baby? What are you doing? Pepe, what are you doing? What are you doing? Tell everybody at church, hi. Hey. Tell them hi. Hey. Hi. Hey, Crosswalk. Miguel and Michelle here. We hope everyone is doing as good as ours um it could be a lot worse than these times without the support and community of lovers lane and we're very
1: thankful for that
0: we're praying for everyone thank y'all
1: i've run out of hand sanitizer maybe you have too but i have a suggestion for you if you have some of this styling gel around the house just put a little bit in your hands every few hours rub it in real good and you won't want to touch anything which will keep you, and your family, safe.
0: My soul is tired, um, but is very peaceful, and I'm just
1: holding on to that peace. I think what my soul longs for most is connection. Not just the obvious connection with others in this day and time, a connection with God and to feel his presence, to know that he's with, with me, with us, and he's there all the time.
0: call crosswalk family, how is it with my soul? I'll tell you what, that's why I keep on taking these walks, because this is whenever I feel like it is well with my soul. Um, when I'm out here, it just reminds me of how much Bigger goddess and everything we're going through right now. It is well, it is well with my soul. Pastor Dee you asked us how our soul is. Well, mine is at peace. Uh, we, uh, we stay in peace here at the little villa uh, with praise and worship music, and we crave it daily. Thank you
1: Jesus. Amen amen you know even in our storm my soul is at peace i know that he lives in me i know that he is the peace speaker he's the one that speaks to us when we don't when we are in turmoil in our flesh my soul is at rest and we just love everyone it is well it is well with my soul You know what I love about that video is it's got everything a good video needs. It's got kids, babies, cats, dogs, drama, and comedy. That was a perfect video in three minutes.
0: It was awesome. (laughs) It was awesome. But it makes me miss you guys so much. And we are glad um, that it is well with your soul. And we know that the only reason that it is is because of the God that we serve. And Lover's Lane loves you so much. And so thank you guys for sharing that. And thank you, Jeff, for putting that together. Um, As we move on, today our question that I want you to think about while you're sitting there today is how do we respond during these difficult times? How do we respond during these difficult times?
1: All right, well, to get started, we're going to be looking at the story of Job today. I think everyone, whether this is your first time worshiping or in church, everyone's heard the name Job because we use that uh, th- throughout our life, talking about the need for patience and when we're going through something difficult. So everyone knows, that, knows who he is. Now, wait,
0: why did you look at me when you said patience?
1: I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to look at the story of Job. Job is known as a man, a righteous man. He knows God. He's faithful. Uh, he's also a successful man. He's been successful in his life. Uh, in in, his, in the in the world in the business he runs, so that's what we know about Job. And as we come into the story, we see that Job hits some difficult times. Mm-hmm. And so Job is a righteous man; he's done well. But all of a sudden, the devil comes forward and takes away his animals, his livelihood, even some of his family. And so the question is, how does Job respond to that? So we're going to start with this brief scripture uh, right after all those things happen. To see Job's response, this is from Job 1 20 through 21. Job arose, tore his clothes, shaved his head, fell to the ground, and worshiped. Wow! He said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, naked I will return there. The Lord is given, the Lord is taken. Bless the Lord's name. Job knew what it meant to live in difficult times. Often when we think about the story of Job, we focus on the fact that he had patience that he had all these difficult difficult times throughout his life. But what I think really the story of Job tells us is a story about how Job responded to those difficult times. Not just about his patience or the hard times or the struggles that he faced, but how did Job respond when he had those difficult times. Mm -hmm. And what we hear in the scripture is that Job worshipped. Job fell to his knees and worshipped God even in the most difficult times of his life. At the beginning of the story, here right in the beginning of the uh, uh, book of Job, we see Job faces hardship, but he falls to his knees in worship. He he even says, "God, I may not understand. I may be no more. I may be as ignorant as I was the day I was born. I may be that ignorant when I die. I may not ever fully understand. But what I know is that I worship you. You are present mm-hmm. in these difficult times." Job knew what it meant to live in a time of hardship. We know what it means to live in a time of hardship. We're in one of those periods right now where we're all separated. We're all sharing the same difficulty in a way we've never shared before. And the hard part about that is even before this came, we may have already had difficulties going on in our life. We may have already been struggling with finances or health. And then we're in the midst of it and another struggle might come along. Yesterday in Jonesboro, Arkansas, Devastating tornadoes hit right in the midst of something that's already difficult to deal with, and it wasn't. It occurred to me yesterday. I saw it on the news that yesterday was also the 20th anniversary of the day those tornadoes hit Fort Worth 20 years ago and tore that part place apart. So we know hardship. We've been in hardship in the past. We're in hardship now, and we know we're going to face hardship again. But hopefully what we can learn from Job is how do we respond to that hardship. We can choose to wallow in the pain. We can choose to be uh, live in fear. But what we can learn from Job is that we can worship God. We can acknowledge God's presence through it all. It's really easy to say that. It's really easy to say we can just acknowledge God is here. And we don't want to minimize the fact that we know that this time is one of loneliness, of fear, of depression, of grief, potential death even in 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 the lives of people we know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even after this point where Job, where we just read about Job having these uh, difficult times and, and worshiping God, he goes on to have more difficult times, more difficult times, more difficult times. The whole book of Job is about his struggle. But it's also about the people in his lives who keep encouraging him and keep saying, but God is here. God is here. Remember, God is here. God is always present. And in the end, God, Job comes back to God again and says, even through all this, I know you're present, I know you're always here, and I know that I can worship you. So uh, we've been talking about how can we learn from this in this time, uh, and we think, we believe that God is working right now through all of, this, all of these struggles we're going through. We believe God is actually working to make something new. We believe we're gonna come out of this stronger because of God's presence, because of God's faithfulness to us. We're gonna be even better people than we were when, before we started this. So we've talked about three different things at our house that we believe that God's gonna make mm-hmm. stronger. The first is, we believe God's in our personal lives. God is gonna make our personal lives stronger. God is gonna make our community stronger. And God is gonna make our church stronger. Amen. Not just Lovers Lane, not just Crosswalk, but the whole church mm-hmm. stronger. In fact, we believe God is working right now to do those things. Absolutely. So the first thing we're gonna talk about is uh, how God is at work in our personal lives. Um, If there's one thing we can learn from Job's stories, is that faith is a journey. It's not a destination. You don't reach your faith. You don't reach the end of your faith journey and it's (laughs) over. It's a journey, it's a back and forth. Mm -hmm. There are good times, there are bad times. There are bad times where we struggle with God, where we say, Where are you? I can't find you. I can't see you. But we have to make a choice like Job did. We have to make a choice to live in that doubt, live in that pain. Or believe that God is always present, that God is always working, even in the hardest times. Right now, many of us have been given the gift of time. And for some of us, that's good. Some of us appreciate that extra time. Some of us don't know what to do with it. And I believe this can be a turning point for our lives. It's going to be a turning point where we take advantage of this newfound time we've had to grow closer to God. There's a temptation, I think, a lot of times to fill that up. We've got all this time. We've got this long list of things. I know we've got a long list of things in our house that we need to get done. There's a temptation to say, let's fill all this time up that we've never had and get all those things done. But sometimes the best thing we can do with our time is absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. To sit in the quiet, to rest, to take that time to grow closer to God. You know, I've, I've talked with a few friends lately. That it, It's also interesting with this time, I've connected with a lot of people that I haven't talked to in a long time. In fact, the other day I was out uh, in our front yard doing yard work with, uh, with Leah, who was actually there <laughs> helping me do some yard work, and our neighbors across the street uh, came out. I haven't talked to our neighbors in a long time. Our kids used to play together. They're now much older. They don't play together. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, how's it going? And they were all going on a walk, all four of them, mom, dad, two high school teenagers. Mm -hmm. They were all going for a walk, and I stopped, and I said to the mom, how's it going? They were walking the other and she said, it's amazing. This is the most time I've gotten to spend with my kids, and I don't know how long, and now we're going on a walk together. (laughs) That doesn't happen with high school kids. And then uh, a couple days ago, I talked to a friend who's moved to Austin recently, and I said, well, how's it going for you? He said, well, you know, usually I get up, I'm at work by 7.30. I get home by Mm 6.30. I'm working all day. I've got a two-year-old at home that I don't get to see. But now I'm at home. Yeah. I get to see my kid. I get to spend a quiet time in the morning where I pray with God. Yep. I have a Bible study that I'm working on, and I'm growing closer to God. Yeah. There's no way I can't believe that in the midst of this, God isn't going to work to help us each individually grow closer to him.
0: Yeah. And one of the other things that we've been talking about is that we believe... Um, And the life of our community and that God is going to not just work in our personal life, but also in our community. And it's dawned on me recently in looking is that I'm thankful that I'm hearing less and less about politics and how this person feels about that and how they feel about this. And, and all of a sudden we're all in the same place. We're all fighting the same battle. This virus has affected every single person. there's not one person and maybe it's not affected your home physically but your home maybe for some of you um I I have some friends that that are a little further south than we are kind of to the west and they're like well we haven't seen too much but we're on lockdown Mm -hmm. that's what they call it and I said how is it going in in uh the country the country and um they told me that we're doing well but everyone is affected by this Everyone. What I've loved seeing in our community, I wrote down a couple of notes, is people are coming together, but I also love the fact that we're not putting labels on anyone. We're not putting labels on anyone except we call them my neighbor because our neighbor is, is hurting. Our neighbor is living just like us. All of us are in the same boat. Then I love the fact that um, we are literally not just on, in the same boat where we're 90. Isn't that cool to see? Like it's cool to see people who usually don't talk to each other are talking to each other. I mean, guys, this week, do you realize this is the coolest thing? We just passed a bill where it was 100% unanimous.
1: That's amazing.
0: That's amazing. (laughs) And and you're looking on the camera and you're looking on the TV to see if Jesus is out there (laughs) because they all agreed for the first time in my lifetime, they agreed on the same thing. God is working in our community. Um, Jeff and I read this story the other day about a mom and a daughter who went to the grocery store and I thought this was a coolest story because we know that all the rage through this virus has been toilet paper. I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Um, but it is a thing. It's all about toilet paper. But in this story, it was so cute because this little girl saw this row of toilet paper and asked her mom to buy all of it. And her mom said, well, but... You know, there's a toilet paper shortage, so I'm not sure that we should do that. And she's like, oh, no, Mom, I have an idea. I I have a really good idea, but will you buy all the toilet paper? So they did. They bought the store out of all the toilet paper. And then this little girl, and I believe she was about nine years old, stood out in front of the grocery store, and she began to pass out toilet paper to every single person walking in and out.
1: That's community. That's community. That's God working.
0: That's God working. Right. Yeah.
1: So the third area we're we're seeing God really move, and and maybe maybe for us the most exciting area is uh, yeah is through the church, um, and not just lovers lane and crosswalk like I said before, but through the whole church. I believe we believe that more people are going to come to know Christ and experience the love and experience the love of God through this difficult time. When people have difficult times, they are looking for comfort. They're looking for love. And that's the kind of thing that only God can really provide. And there are some people out there who will tell you uh, that God has made this happen, that we've done something wrong, that God has caused this. What I want you to do when you hear that is turn the channel or Click next or swipe left or whatever you got to do. Turn it off because that's not the truth. Mm -hmm. God did not make this happen. This isn't our fault. But what we do know is that God is here every second and every moment that we're going through. Mm -hmm. The truth is that God steps into the void to create a bridge to his love. Uh, We sang a song a minute ago that I wrote it down. There's no shadow you that you up. won't light up. There's no darkness that God cannot shine a light into. And even if this is the darkest point of your life, God can shine a light into it. We just have to turn to look and find God and to worship God and to say, We believe you're here. We seek your presence because whether we do that or not, God's there working with us. I've been amazed at the number of pastors and churches. Uh, that I've seen online, uh, sharing a word, uh, going online to worship, or all throughout the week, uh, pastors have been online uh, sharing messages and, and stories of hope. We, we're doing online prayer every night so that people can be connected. God is working through this. I, I think for the first time, the Internet is fulfilling its promise. It's actually connecting us and, and, and allowing us to share something good and positive with one another. Mm-hmm so that we can go cro- grow closer and closer to God. We've seen the same thing right here at Lover's Lane. More and more people are coming to worship, more than we've ever seen before, because people need hope, people need love, people need connection, and the connection that only God can really provide. As Stan said in his letter this week, if you didn't get it, go back and read that, there's definitely a dynamic going on that in a time of crisis, people turn more readily to God in the church. God is doing a new thing in this most difficult of times. I believe it.
0: I, I, I do too. And I believe that crosswalk is helping lead that. I was thinking about a verse that we share a lot in, in funerals that, that says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I know because I'm getting emails and I'm, I'm getting messages from you guys. that For some of you, it feels that way. But here's what I want you to hold on to. There can't be a shadow without a light. So how deep and dark some of this may feel for you, there cannot be a shadow without a light. God said he would never leave us or forsake us, and he's not about to do it now. Um, our executive pastor sent me a um, saying this week that has really stuck with me and it it says this it says when the story of COVID-19 is just a story we tell let's make sure our stories are stories worth telling so how you respond in this time make sure that your response is worth telling we have two choices right now and it's really that simple because we know that we're all in this together and if you are visiting with us today we want you to know that you matter to us. We may not can see you but I promise you you matter to us. But we have two choices. We can either walk in defeat or we can walk in knowing that our God is faithful and walk in victory, and knowing that I may not can see it, I may not can hear it, and I may not even feel it because it's not about how I feel either, but it is about what I know. And what I know is that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, there can't be a shadow without a light. And the light of Christ is with us always. The light of Christ is with you when you think that he's not. The light of Christ is with you when you're feeling like, I'm not sure I can handle one more moment alone. I'm not sure I can handle one more screaming child. I'm not sure I can handle one more trip to the grocery store and nothing that I'm looking for is there. God works through our stories. How are you gonna tell your story? How are you gonna respond? During this Lenten season, I think we have the perfect example, Jeff, Mm. of when Jesus, it wasn't easy for him. Don't think for a minute that what we're going through hasn't already been exampled for us many years ago. In this Lenten season, we really think about what Jesus went through. The entire season is about how God took tragedy, the death of his son, And turned it all into a victory. And because of that victory, it gives us victory today already and through this time. I challenge you to think about your response. To know that you are not alone. To know that we will get through